When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lauda, what do you got? I have some good news, guys. Yeah. So, oh, thank you, Scott. I, I like, like good I, news. <laughs> I think I heard you back there. Yeah, we're in um, all the bad news. This is good news. No, no, good news, good news. So three major credit card um, bureaus are going to erase medical bills from your credit history. According to this article that I read, starting July 1st, um, medical some, not all, medical collection de- debt will no longer be included on your consumer credit reports. I wish I would have held this when I had to pay because I had to pay a lot of medical bills before. But um, so ex- ex- Equifax, is that how you say it? Equifax? Yeah. Yes, Equifax. Experian and TransUnion will eliminate that from your credit report. Wow. God, medical bills. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about medical bills. They pile up for me. Now, it's, you know, four kids and whatever. But I don't know. All of a sudden, I got, like, tons of medical bills. I'm like, like at one shot, I got to pay them all off. I didn't even know that they were part of your credit report. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I learned that the hard way, man. When I went to the ER, it was like a, I think it was like a $1,500 bill. Mm-hmm. And I, I never got it. And then all of a sudden it like hit my credit report and it was crazy. And then it Damn. jumped up to like, I think it was like 3700 I was like, wait, what? Cap, you don't strike yeah. me as somebody who's like checking your credit report regularly. Am I I'm right? I'm not. I'm yeah. not. I'm also I'm I'm also not somebody who's very good about paying bills, you know? Oh, that's so, wow. so then I could see why you're not checking <laughs> your credit report. Yeah. yeah. But thankfully, again, you know, you guys tease me, you wonder, you know, hey, you should break up with this girl. My girlfriend, she's got an accounting firm. Mm. Dude, I got everything on auto pay now. There you I'm go. on that's... time for everything, mm. Jack. I'm telling you, it's easy. Auto pay has made life very easy, for sure. She's going to have your credit turn around in no time. Yo. Oh, you know it. You know that's the truth. You need a girl sometimes to just handle business, you know? Well, I, I know from... Oh, that's us. such a good song, man. Sorry. I'm telling you, paying bills, medical bills. I need a girl who's mine. They took, I mean, they made my credit take a hit, but... You know, there's all kinds of, it took me years to, you know, get all these t- tips and tricks to, to get out of that stuff. Oh, really? Get, you know tips get, and tricks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I joined a Facebook group about, like, raising your credit score. Really? And oh, what yeah. did you raise yours from? And I don't, you don't have to tell the score. I, but I like, raised it, like, 100 points for just from, like, medical bills. Wow. wow. Yeah. Because after, so after so long, they can't report them in your credit report anymore. Well, it oh, does really? expire after yeah, a certain Yeah, after, like, point, seven yeah. years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So. Oh, there you go. Just because you, nice. you know, singing it. I love nice. this song. Go ahead, Cap. Do your thing. Uh, 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 yeah, uh. See the way I just felt it like that, George? Like, it just hit me. This, see, that works better for this song. Doesn't work for Hill Street Blues? No, <laughs> no not really. Not. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good news, Laura. You're right. That is good news. I'm glad yeah, to I'm hear that. I'm stuck in the song. But, no, yeah, that is, I, like I said, I used to be a very sick child. And a sick adult, so medical bills suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get a good yeah. insurance, too. <laughs> I learned that the hard way, too. Yeah. Let me tell you guys yeah. a quick story real quick about this. Sure. Uh, all right, here goes. You ready? Yeah. So I, I get back yesterday from Mexico. Yeah. 
And I, I land, and I get in my car, and I'm just riding high, George. I am just feeling great, a couple days right. off, yeah. refreshed, mm-hmm. sunshine, tan body, you know, orcas in the ocean, even though people yeah. are claiming that it was fa- it was uh, Photoshop. I'm telling you, I'm feeling really, really awesome, you know? Yeah. Riding high, if you will. And then life has a way of smacking you back into being humble and reality. Yeah, what happened? So I get my car, and I hit the freeway, and I'm talking, I'm on the freeway for 20 seconds. And all of a sudden, from out of nowhere, in the last, like, seconds, I see a pebble, like, flying at my car, but out of my periphery of my left eye. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't hit my windshield. It hits my driver's side uh, window in my okay. car. Yeah. And it makes this loud noise. Crack. crack. Yeah. And my whole driver's side window cracks right there wow. on the freeway. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, you've had a pebble hit your windshield and you get a little ding in your windshield and maybe these companies come out and they can glue it, fix it. Or maybe they have to replace your windshield. Right. I'm talking the whole window is like a giant spider web right now. Yeah. From one pebble. So here I was. I was on a boat. I had a captain. I had orcas following. Man, I'm blessed. I am living the good life. This is great. For a kid like me, I was like, I, I actually was emotional. I was out on the ocean going, I don't believe I'm actually doing this. And then, boom, 20 seconds into home, mm-hmm. smack, breaks my window, $497. Life, life comes at you fast. Sure does. You know, it's funny. The same thing happened, almost the same thing happened to my dad when we were on vacation in Allegheny up in the mountains. Favorite place in the world. My dad literally cries when we get there. He cries when we leave because he's so happy. He just loves it there. And like two years ago, uh, we were driving down the freeway uh, because usually we'll leave one of the nights to go to either the Jamestown Jammers game or we'll go to the casino. Mm. And my dad earlier in the day, I guess his battery in his car died. So he was like had to jump his car. Well, he didn't latch his hood all the way. So when he got on the freeway, we were driving over a bridge and his hood flew up. And blinded him while he was going like 70 miles an hour on the highway. And it flew back and it cracked his windshield. So he not only had to maneuver, you know, getting off of, he was on a bridge. He had to like get off of the bridge safely and like drive without being able to see. But then once we got back into the park, he had to wait and lose an entire day to have AAA or whoever come and fix the glass on his window. And his windshield. It was crazy. Yeah. That, that sucks. Sucks, yeah. dude. There's really and, I no thought, I, and I really thought that, like, you know, I've seen the, I've heard these commercials. Safe life repairs, safe life replace, I don't know, something like that, right? Safe life repair, safe life replace, yes. Yeah, well, anyway, like, I call them. I'm like, yo, can you guys repair this or replace this? And they're like, yeah, for $497. I'm like, wait, what about my insurance? <laughs> Would you think they did it for free? No, but I thought your insurance, like, covered no. stuff like this. And my insurance was like, yeah, well, your $500 deductible is $3 more than the window. Mm-hmm. So pay for the window, cheap ass. It can if you pay extra. But, you know, how many people expect to have their windshield get cracked, you know? Yeah. But, but again, windshield, I got it. But driver's side window, brutal, man. So yeah, I've never you go. heard of that. Yeah, me neither. Just happened. So. Yeah. You have crazy luck. Well, dude, I mean, here I was. I'm telling you, George, I'm like, I don't believe it. I'm out on this boat. I can't believe I paid for this. Oy vey. I, how am I going to pay for this? And then, again, I came back on vacation. It was worth every penny. I uh, feel great. And then smack. Hit me in the side of the car, smashed my whole window. You know what I think? The fact mm. that that happened to you was because you're able to do things like that. Because not everybody is, you know, has the chance to go out and have those once-in-a-lifetime moments and right. vacations. Yeah. And because you were able to do that and afford it and make it happen, that's just like the universe being like, well, we got to knock you down a little bit. That's you know? exactly yeah. my point. The universe is saying, hey, hey, I hope you had a good time. 
Yeah. Hope you had fun. Yeah. But welcome back to real life. Smack. Yeah. Yeah. Happens. You know, that's life. What am I going to tell you? Yeah. Que se va a ser. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he has no idea what you said. Well, whatever he said, I agree. <laughs> what you going to do? You know? Yeah, what you going to do? Yeah. You know, it's life. That is life. Yeah. That's life. That's life. Wait, what song is that? It's what all the people say. Knocked down in April. Riding high in May. You don't know that song? Nope. That's life. That's life. Really? Yeah. Am I gonna, um, you want me to make you feel better? Yeah. Since Rachel didn't allow you to talk about quarterbacks, so you want yeah. me to do that now? Yeah. By the way, it's a little Sinatra for you right there, George. Yeah. A little Sinatra. Oh. Okay. That's wasn't, life. Wasn't familiar with Old Blue Eyes in that particular song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, there were a million quarterbacks that have moved this offseason. Do you believe any of them has a shot to be Matthew Stafford-esque? Yes. Oh. Who? So, the first guy that comes to mind that could it could possibly do what Matthew Stafford did, meaning mm-hmm. been with the team for a long time. Oh, by the way, have you guys seen the commercial that Stafford is in? I don't the remember. The AT&T who, commercial. Yeah. Is that not hilarious? Yeah. It's pretty that, good. That's a great commercial, you know? I've been with this carrier 12 years. It hasn't really gone that great. I want a new carrier, and I want to win right away. However he said it, it was hilarious. Yeah. New the phone. Fir- it was a phone. Yeah. Right. The first guy who could become the next Matthew Stafford, I think, is Matt Ryan. Okay. Be- because, because of the Colts, they're well, yeah, they're built to win. Well, I think I think Matt Ryan has been a really really great statistical quarterback with the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they went to a Super Bowl to their credit and they had the Patriots and they they gave up this huge lead and they didn't win. So, he's an he's not a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but he's got I'm putting this in quotes. Hall of Fame caliber statistics. Okay. He does. So 59,000 yards he's thrown for. So Matt Ryan could go to the Colts, and they're decent. And if they were to go on some kind of a crazy Super Bowl run, yeah, it's the exact same story. Now, I agree. I just don't know if the team is good enough is my point. I don't know if they're good enough either. I'm not sure. Right. But I'll give you another one. Okay. Um. This one's a little bit, this one, he doesn't have the credentials of Stafford, but changing teams and going on a Super Bowl run would be a crazy story. Um, the kid who just left the Raiders and went down to the Falcons um, out of Oregon. What, what's the kid, young man's name? I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Oh, Mariota? Mariota. I was thinking Tuiasa Sopo. Uh, Marcus Mariota, that guy, I would love to see him get the chance to, to go back to what people thought he was going to be coming out of Oregon. Mm-hmm. So if he were to go on some crazy run, and you're probably right about this one, Atlanta doesn't have the team. Yeah, number two pick in the draft, by the way. Right. Now, Russell Wilson, Super Bowl champion, and back to the Super Bowl and throws that interception on the goal line, hasn't been back. Could Russell Wilson go to Denver and win a Super Bowl? And if he did... Is it the same story as Stafford? Not exactly. So the number one guy who's got the chance to be this year's Stafford is Matt Ryan. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. That's kind of the way it is. I I could see that. I think he... Right, is capable of elevating that team in a way that Philip Rivers, an old Philip Rivers, couldn't, in a way that obviously Carson Wentz couldn't. I think he's capable, more capable than those two, no question about it. Man, just the AFC is really hard. The AFC has gotten harder because Russell Wilson going into Denver, and then I know we talk about quarterbacks all the time, but George, how do you like the Devontae Adams story of Devontae Adams leaving the Packers to go to the Raiders. Yeah. So so while that's not a quarterback story, don't you think that Derek Carr has a chance to be the best he's ever been? Because this is the first time he's got a receiver anywhere near this caliber of player. Yeah. Yeah. And then you throw Matt Ryan over to the Colts, and you take Carson Wentz, who's not very good, and you move him over to Washington. I mean, all the quarterbacks, other than Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, I mean, all the quarterbacks are in the AFC. The best quarterbacks. Oh, it's insane right now. Getting out of the AFC, getting making the playoffs in the AFC is just going to be incredibly difficult. And then think about the AFC West. Yeah, Russell Wilson goes to Denver, and I'm talking about Devontae Adams going to the Raiders, but if you looked at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end, just offensive skill players for the Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, and Raiders, you might have a hard time trying to figure out who has the best offensive skill players because, man, every one of these teams has quarterback, running back, two wide receivers, and a tight end. All four AFC West teams are loaded at the offensive skill positions. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, the AFC West, we've, we've talked for a long time about the NFC West being the toughest division in football. That is no longer the case. With Russell Wilson gone with um, – you know, I, the Niners obviously are still very good, even though they don't, they're not going to have Garoppolo. But they're still a very good team. The Cardinals are still a good team. But the AFC West, there is not a weak team in that division. And I know you're going to sit here and say the Chargers are the weak team. But there's not a weak team in the division. Look, even I have to admit, I mean, when you look at Herbert, this is the Chargers, Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Donald Parnum, their tight end. And you put that up against Patrick Mahomes, um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Tyreek Hill, Juju Smith-Schuster, who went to Kansas City, and Travis Kelsey. I mean, you look at that and you go, wow. And then you throw in Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Darren Waller. Like, whoa, look at all. And then Russell Wilson, um, Javante Williams, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, uh, Albert, I can't pronounce the dude's last name from the tight end from the Broncos. I'm telling you, like, all four of these teams have quarterback, running back, two wide receivers, and tight end. And it's they're loaded, all four of them. It's going to be so much fun. I'm actually look. I, I feel like the sports calendar is going to be fantastic this year for us here in Southern California because you've got maybe the Lakers surprise us. I doubt it. But, you know, maybe they surprise us. At least they don't go out like chumps. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they are going to be uh, at least respectable in the way that their season ends now. I feel better about that. And I think that the Dodgers season is going to be insane, okay? And in between that, by the way, I think both MLS teams are going to be fun to watch too. LAFC, our friends, and uh, the LA Galaxy. 
And and then, and by the way, even the Angels are fun, right? Trout, uh, Otani, Otani, right? Like they're gonna be fun. And and they just added Noah Syndergaard, so they're gonna be at least fun. I mean, they're not gonna be Dodgers good, but they're gonna be fun. Right. But then and you then, get to football, dude. And then football, right. Raiders, Chargers, Rams are all going to be good teams. The Raiders, to me, are the most interesting of them all. The, the, the addition of Devontae Adams, who, by the way, there's a television commercial for, like, Courtyard by Marriott where he's in his Packers uniform, and they're talking about, you know, what kind of a great inspiration the guy is. I'm like, yo, you guys better hurry up and Photoshop that commercial. But, yeah, the AFC West is going to be crazy. The fact that the Rams are defending Super Bowl champions from today, which is March 22nd, literally until December 31st and into the Super Bowl next year, we are going to have – this is going to be amazing times to be a sports fan in Southern California. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. All right, coming up next, you and I, that's it. Are you okay that we did do no football for you? I feel you? really good, man. Thank you yeah. so much. You, like, let me get quarterback talk off my chest. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I still, I mean, there's still Robert Woods we could talk about if you'd like. I mean, Robert Woods, I, but we talked about this last week. that when They traded when, him while he, he was gone. Right, right? Yeah, but when the Rams right. signed Allen Robinson, we talked about yeah. this last week, what are they going to do? Are they going to keep Robert Woods or are they going to keep Odell? Yeah. And we obviously see how they went. Yeah. Laura, h- how long is this next break? And then the one after that? Probably really long, too. Mm, yeah, we got George is thinking on the air. He's thinking. He's trying to, to do break. the math. Yeah, we break. need to break. I mean, you know, can we just, like, make it three breaks? Can we like, just stop taking breaks and just do live commercials the entire show? I mean, well, that's a lot of talking. You did not like that when that happened once, so No. <laughs> Wow, she called you out. I don't know. I liked it. I thought I liked it. No, you did not like it. (laughs) No, you did. She called you out. I just think we should go to three breaks. Okay, let's talk to the powers that be. More content. Yes. Boss Amanda, if you're listening, three breaks. Not not all the shows, just us. Yeah, right. We need more time. Yeah, it's okay. The other shows can do four breaks. We need three. Only three. Right. And then what you do is. We charge more for commercials. Hey, there's there's less inventory, so there's greater demand. So you got to pay more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, real quick, so mm. let's since we Laura says we have more time now. Uh, so Robert with six rounder though. Do you think that has to do with the injury? Like of that's course. all the injury, right? Yeah, right. I mean, I feel like the Titans are saying to themselves, "Hey, look, if Robert Woods comes back and we get him healthy, and based on the injury that he had, most guys can return healthy." We get Robert Woods, and if Robert Woods is the player he was before he got hurt, we just got ourselves a score for nothing other than a six-round pick. For the Rams, it's like, look, we don't do first-rounders or second-rounders or third-rounders for that matter. We like to find guys in the later rounds, but we also wanted to get rid of Robert Woods because we wanted to get rid of his salary because he still had two years left, and we'd prefer Odell Beckham still coming off of a knee injury over Robert Woods coming off of a knee injury. That's why they went out and got Allen Robinson. Yeah. I feel bad for Robert Woods, though, So do I. He played. He he was really good while he was here. I mean, I know technically he's going to be on. You know, he's getting a ring and all that. But that's got that's a shame. A USC guy. You know right. what I mean? It's, it's, right. It is a shame in right. a lot of ways. Yep. Kid from here went to SC. You know, plays here. Doesn't get to play in the Super Bowl. So and you know, it is too bad. Speaking of kids that played here, Lindsay, you came up with some numbers on Russell Westbrook here that may be a little encouraging, perhaps. Well, like we were talking in our pre-show meeting, you and I, Sedano, I remember Ramona saying when, uh, you know, things started going pretty bad pretty regularly for Russell Westbrook that he's notorious for having a slow start and getting better later in the season. Now, granted, there's what, like 10 games left? 
But maybe, just maybe, he's starting to turn things around because if you look at last season when he was with the Washington Wizards, in the last 23 games of the season, he averaged 23 points, 13.5 rebounds, and 14 assists per game. The Wizards won 17 of those 23 games, and that kind of like, uh, I guess, enabled them to get into the playoff, the play-in tournament when, you know, everyone kind of counted them down and out. Also, in the second game of the play-in tournament, Westbrook had 18 points, 15 assists, and 8 rebounds. And, you know, they beat the Pacers 142 to 115. He was obviously a big part of that. So maybe Russell Westbrook is trying, you know, finally turning things around. Man, this is a lot later, though, than the last 23 games of the season last year. (laughs) And the way Ramona told the story, I remember the day she was telling it, and this is the way I heard it. So, Ramona, if you're listening right now and I don't have it accurate, I'm going to say it this way. This is the way I heard it. Ramona was saying that there's reason to think that the Lakers could get better in the second half of the season because Russ plays better in the second half. Her reason for why he plays better in the second half was he doesn't work out during the summer. He uses the first half of the season to get himself into shape. When I heard that, I was like, no, come on. Really? There's no oh, way. Yeah. Come on. Is that really, George, is that your understanding as well? That's what that I. Is, that is my understanding as well. And I'd also say that um, now in Houston, when he was there before the pandemic, right before we shut everything down with the, you know, the Rudy Gobert game or whatever it was, and they. Uh, he actually was playing really great in January, February, and, you know, through March, right, the middle of March when we, we shut everything down. But to Lindsey's point, then the following, you know, last year in Washington, it was the last 23 games. So it basically was after the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. And now we're starting to see him play better here the last week. So now it's like the last 15 games of the season or whatever it is. What, what that's saying to me is as he gets older, that method is not working anymore, to your point. Like, I know that's why you were astonished. So he right. does need to change that if he wants to continue to play at a high level or a level that we've grown accustomed to previously to these last this last year or so. Right. And I would say to Russell Westbrook, because I'm kind of guessing that he's listening right now. Yeah. No, Yo, dude, listen, um, when guys get older, they make adjustments to how they play in yeah. every sport. That's what I said. Yeah, I know. But yeah. the thing is, here's the adjustment. The adjustment is, bro. I'm your teammate. This is this is a marathon. This isn't getting shape for the for the first half of the season and ball out the second half of the season. This is coming to camp ready to go and ready to go from game one, not from game sixty five. Like you gotta change the way you, you operate in the off season, not only for yourself, how about the rest of us, man? Like are you part of our team or are you not part of our team? I'm out here busting my ass working out, getting ready for training camp. I'm coming in in the best shape of my life, and you're showing up saying, I'll work out for the first half of the season because I didn't want to do anything during the summer? Dude, that's unacceptable. Seriously. Yeah, and as you grow older, you have to your point, you have to change. You have to change up your regimen. Not You can't keep doing the stuff you were doing when you were 22 or 23 years old. You also can't do that kind of stuff when you're on a team that has championship expectations, not aspirations, expectations well he was on a team that had championship aspirations and expect aspirations at the very least and and probably expectations with the houston rockets i mean they were one game away the previous season when he arrived to being in the nba finals well i'll give you one last thing you can't do that on a lebron james team no that i will give you a hundred percent yeah i mean that that's lebron james you you join lebron james's team and you show up out of shape now you may look good you may look like you still got a six-pack 
but that doesn't mean you're in basketball shape. Yeah, but and as you get older, you just have to change your regimen. Like Pat Riley always says, uh, which, by the way, winning time, Pat Riley, oh. Adrian Brody. Dude. I mean, going through all the Pat Riley demons, uh, which I can talk about for days because, obviously, I've, I've had, had some of these actual conversations with him about it. For all the talk about who's playing what character and how they're playing that character and whether or not that character was depicted the way it really was, I saw that last night. Wait, is that really the way it was for Pat Riley? Yeah, like, he was on. He was down in the dumps. I think they're making it a little more, um, again, dramatizing the woe is me stuff, um, but... There was some that the 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 general gist of that story is true. But well, anyway, let me let me finish the conversation. So Pat yeah, always ahead. says, as you get older, you have to change your regimens. You have to be leaner. You have to put. You have to eat different. You have to play different. You have to think different. And to Russ's point, like or to the point with Russ, like you just have to do things differently. And this may be a wake up call for him. If not, he may find himself in a situation where he's never going to be anywhere near the player he used to be. All right, let me, let me quick, ask you wait, this, wait. So real. Ask, ask me, this. and then we'll do it on uh, like later. Okay, could Russell Westbrook win back the Laker fan base? I'll answer that after Big Deal or No Deal. We'll have that next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thank you, Christopher. All right, Linz, what do we got? All right, so UFC stars Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal (laughs) were involved in an altercation on Monday night outside of a Miami Beach steakhouse. The two were seen just outside of Poppy Steak late last night, and Masvidal is seen being held back after charging at Covington. Miami Beach police said that Covington told them Masvidal ran up to him from his left and without notice punched him with a closed fist two times in the face. And now Masvidal could face a possible battery charge. The altercation, of course, comes just weeks after Covington's dominant win over Masvidal at UFC 272 in Las Vegas. Now, remember, these guys were friends, but now they hate each other. So is the fact that these two enemies are now fighting in public a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Um, Big deal because it goes to show you that all the stuff that people thought, some people thought, anyone who's been around the sport a little bit knows that it was real, like their hatred for each other is real. That just adds to, yeah, this stuff is real between those two. It wasn't for show for a fight and all that. They did not shake hands after the fight. They they were not, like, friendly, remotely friendly after the fight. And they are clearly not friends. They do dislike each other in a very big way. I'm going to say big deal for this reason. When you're a pro fighter, don't you get paid to fight? I feel like, and I'm, I love Jorge Masvidal. I love his story. I love the whole backstory. And I just love him as a character. 
But I feel like his fighting career isn't really going anywhere right now. So rather than saying, hey, I'm going to kick his ass, but I'm going to do it in an octagon, he's like, I'm not going to get this guy in an octagon again, so I might as well do it here on the streets. This is my town. Uh, I think it's dumb. Come on, dude, really? You're a pro fighter. Be throwing hands without getting paid. I mean, if he's sneaking up on him on the street while he's out to eat at a restaurant with his friends or family or whoever, why don't they just fight again and, and beat him? Like, why has he got to go, you know, take a cheap shot at him when he's not expecting it, right? Chances are because he'll never be able to get anybody to book that fight again. Mm. Yeah, that fight's not happening anyway. Yeah, good point. But still, it's, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty lame, I think. Yeah, it's lame. He looks stupid. I love Masvidal. I mean, what he should do is he should he should uh, offer a backyard brawl because that's where Masvidal comes from. He comes from the Kimbo Slice school of backyard fighting. He does. Yep. How about a TLC match, table, ladders, chairs match? Woo! Now we're talking. There yeah. you go, Lens. Get some WWE on it. Hey, they could always do that, take their talents to WWE, but, you know, I think that would require a little more skills. Mm-hmm. All right, so next one. The city of Los Angeles is suing the popular vacation rental platform, Verbo. Now, before I go on, it's Verbo, right? Or is it, it VRBO? Is Verbo, yes. Okay, because I, really? I always it, go by VRBO. I didn't know that. That's what I thought it was, too. And then I saw a video where someone called it Verbo, so I was like, oh, that's what it is? So, anyway, LA is trying to sue Verbo for allowing hosts to book guests without registering under the city's short term rental ordinance. Mm-hmm. This ordinance was passed in December of 2018 in an effort to rein in the explosion of vacation rentals made popular with these online home-sharing sites like Airbnb. L.A. requires property owners to register with the city if they want to rent out their homes for stints of one month or less. They also have to pay a nightly rental fee to the city and collect transient occupancy tax. Right. Mm-hmm. So is the city of L.A. cracking down on home-sharing apps a big deal or no deal, Cap? It's a big deal, just in that, big, look... If you are going to use your home in a neighborhood to um, use it as a, a business, that's fine. But you got to pay the TOT tax that goes with it. Otherwise, you know, the city's kind of getting screwed out of the whole deal. And, you know, really, your home is essentially like a hotel. So if all the hotels have to pay that, then if you want to be in that business, you got to pay it too. Now, by the way, Verbo or VRBO, have you guys seen the TV commercial where they talk about you know, are you going to look back on your life and think about the stuff you didn't buy or that you bought? Or are you going to think about the stuff you didn't do? Like, do you guys know that commercial I'm talking about where the guy walks through the door and he's on the beach? Yes, I do. That is That message is so right on. Are you going to get to the end of your life and think about all the stuff you bought, all the crap you have in your garage? Or are you going to think about the things that you did? That is a great commercial for Verbo. Yeah, I like Verbo. And by the way, you can find better deals, I think, on Verbo than uh, their competitor. Mm-hmm. So Are they like the Lyft to Uber? Yeah, but better, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like Airbnb's gotten extremely pricey. So would you guys, like, if let's say your next-door neighbor rented their house out on Airbnb or Verbo or whatever, would you guys have an issue with it? Um, hmm, good question. I mean, I guess if there's a lot of people um, constantly in and out, I guess it would it could be annoying for sure. Right. Imagine if you're if you your next door neighbor is running their house out each week and every week or every weekend there's new people coming in and out. Yeah. Well, if they're doing it legally, they're limited to 120 days out of the year. Well, there you go. Then that's different. Yeah. Then so that would be. I'd be fine with the. I'm okay with the law. Yeah. Sure. 
So, quick question. When I lived in Cleveland and I owned my own home. Bingo. I, yeah, we already got there, you know. We got there back when we were talking I know, about Baker. I know, but you're double right. bingo. Double, triple bingo. So when I owned my home, I traveled a lot for work. So I started I started renting out my house. I did it one time for the Republican National Convention. And then when I realized how much money I could make, I rented it out often when I was working. And it, it definitely was not more than 120 days per year. I only did it for a few months. And my next door neighbor had such an issue with it. She was constantly calling city council and she was complaining. She asked them if they could turn my utilities off. And the city didn't have any laws or rules or anything against this. So they were just kind of like I was like setting the precedent, I guess, for the whole city. And my argument was, but I'm bringing in like, you know, people that are coming to visit their kids that go to college at BW or people who I lived close to the airport or there for a weekend. I always vetted everybody and I thought – You know, my neighbor shouldn't care about it as long as there's no criminals or anything shady going on at my house, which I lived there, so there wasn't. But these, like, people complain about it all the time, and it made me so mad. But now I live in an apartment, and the unit above me is an Airbnb, and it drives me insane. Mm -hmm. So now it ticks me off because there's people that are just there on vacation. They're being loud. They have no regard for the fact that people actually live there. Well, that's that's the issue, and that's why... That TOT tax is so important. If you want to use your place like a hotel, then you got to be categorized like a hotel. Would you ever rent your house out? In other words, if I said to you, hey, you're going to go out of town for a month, would you rather your house sit vacant? Or if I told you you could make your mortgage payment, your rent payment, whatever, would you be comfortable renting your house out and having people stay in your house? George, would you do it? Uh, I've done it with the, with the condo I used to own. Um, occasionally, I would do that, but not... Yeah, not not a place I lived regularly, no. I have a friend who's a doctor who every summer goes out of town for a month. He rents his house every month and pays for a European vacation every single summer by renting his house out for one month. Takes his most valuable stuff, puts it in what he calls an owner's locker, and then leaves town. And and somebody comes in, pays him a lot of money to use the house for a month. He goes to Europe, and they pay for the European vacation. See, that's what I did, and when I would rent my house out, if it was for three or four days at a time, that would pay my mortgage for the month. And I took all my, you know, I got to a point where once I started doing it more frequently, I had a system where I would put all my valuables or anything that I was worried about in my attic because, you know, I had like a finished attic and I would just put that there and I just kept the door locked. And, you know, I didn't have anything valuable anyway, but I made good money off of it. I made great money. It helped me pay my mortgage and I don't know. I didn't have a problem with it, but now that no, I live your in neighbor a neighbor did, but, right? And and it was ridiculous that she did because there's plenty of space between us. But living in an apartment, I think it's different. Yeah, an apartment building is a little different because it's not as personal, I would say. Uh, but anyway, all right. What's next? All right, last one here. So nearly three decades after her tragic death, Selena is going to have a new album coming out. Wow! Did yep. you say three decades? Yep. She died 27 years ago. Oh yeah. my! And her father said that. The new Selena album is set to be released sometime next month. In an interview with Latin Groove News, her father, Abraham, said that the album, which is being produced by Warner Music, will contain 13 songs and that Selena's brother, A.B., worked on the album. So I think the fact that she's coming out with an album 26 years after she died is a big deal. But I want to know how you guys feel about artists releasing work posthumously. 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 Um, I'm okay with it. It, uh, I mean, it's, it's happened a lot actually historically. So, I mean, why shouldn't she and her estate follow suit? You know, what amazes me about that is how much, um, work they have done that we haven't heard. 
you know, I always feel like, you know, if you're a recording artist, you, you go into the studio, you put down your songs, you put them on an album, you release them, you tour. And then when you're done, you're like, okay, let's go record some new stuff. But the, the fact that 27 years later, there's all this material that I, I assume this is all new stuff, Linz? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess she had, you know, a lot yeah, of archived yeah. stuff. Yeah. It was uh, Aaliyah. Aaliyah recently came out with a song with The Weeknd, and people were, like, very up in arms about it. Like, some people thought it was disrespectful that her estate or whoever would release this music that she did, and then people thought The Weeknd was weird for singing with, you know, somebody who he never met because she had passed away. So people, I feel like there are, like, there is somewhat division on it. Yeah, I mean, even I think Prince had, like, I want to say hundreds of songs that were recorded that were never... Never put out for public consumption. I'd that, buy that uh, album in a heartbeat. Or in his estate, yeah. God, it's amazing that they, they do all this work and you get 12 or 13 songs on an album. They got them just sitting in a vault somewhere in the can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, 27 years later, damn. Yeah. All right, that is Big Deer No Deal each and every day at 6.30. Coming up next, hey, Cap, don't know if you noticed, but there's a local team ready to make some noise in the Sweet 16. Oh, yeah. Let's, di- let's dive. What's that? What were you going to say? I was going to say, oh, yeah. And then you did ask me a question about Russell Westbrook. Okay, we'll do all of that coming up in the final segment coming up in just a moment. Stick around. We're back in about four minutes. Oh, yeah. Come on, Cap. Yeah, yeah. I love this song. I love Pitbull. Here we go. Here we go. Excuse me, excuse me. I may get a little bit of whatever tonight. (laughs) Because I don't know the words to this song right tonight. now. Good tonight. You know who he sings this song tomorrow. with, Cap? He does know. Yeah, I know a couple of the words. No, I said, do you know who sings it with him? Pitbull, and I, I think we talked about this last week, and I think I shocked the world when I said Neo. Yeah, right? Mom's yeah. making sure. Yeah. Mom, yeah. let's do it too. Uh, Here we go. Grab somebody sexy. Tell them, hey, hey, give me, give me everything, everything tonight. tonight. Give me everything tonight. Come on, give me everything tonight, Cap. My favorite part is coming up. My favorite part oh. is when Pitbull gets raw on you. And he goes, hey, look, you know, I've been there. Rough times, you know. That's, no, that's uh, the beginning when he says, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've you been know, there. Take a picture of me with Kodak. Took my life from negative to positive. Right. All I just want you to know is tonight, just enjoy the life. Pitbull. Excuse me. That's right. Excuse me. I may get a little. What does he say? Tonight. Because there might not be tomorrow. It's true. There might not be tomorrow. It is true. You never know. It is true. I, you know, I'd like to actually, on that note, George, uh, and something yeah. we hadn't talked about, but I, I would yeah. like to just say something real quick. Sure. My gosh, man, I got to tell you something, dude. On Friday, when I heard the news of John Clayton, the former ESPN oh, NFL insider. Hit me like a ton of bricks, dude. George, me too. You don't understand. I talk to John Clayton every single week we talk. Yeah. And we've spent many years together, he and I, roaming the sidelines of NFL football games, working hand-in-hand. If we didn't talk on-air every week on my podcast, we spoke off-air every week. This guy, we always had this, like, Pittsburgh brotherhood. 
This guy was the most committed man I knew to his wife. His wife has been ill for a really long time, and in his losing his job at ESPN, he was never bitter. In fact, what he found out ultimately was it was the best thing that ever happened to him because it allowed him to not travel as much and not work as much, and he spent a lot more time with his wife taking care of her. So committed to his wife, so committed to the craft, loved talking football. And George, listen to this. About two weeks ago, he comes on my podcast, and he looks like crap, and he just sounds terrible. And I talked to him off air. I'm like, yo, man, you okay? He's like, yeah, a little bit, not so great. But, but like, he never indicated that something was going on. And right. rather than cancel the appearance and say, dude, I don't feel good or I don't look good, he, he wanted he to talk it. football. Right. You know, and I just, it, yeah. like you said, it hit you like a ton of bricks. It just, 67 years old, man, it just crushed me. Yeah, I, I, he used to come on with me all the time uh, at a, you know, when I grew, was working in Miami. And then when I went to ESPN in 2013 and I worked in Bristol, he would come on all the time. Uh, I mean, literally all the time, like just once a week, couple times a week during the football season, multiple times a week. I was doing a show with Mark Schlereth back then when I worked in Bristol. And yeah, as nice a person as you'll come across, uh, just as a professional's professional. And you, you, that story right there just kind of embodies who he is. He loved talking football. And yes, his wife, Pat, who uh, you know is, is also has uh, issues herself, health issues herself. He always did everything he could right. uh, to make sure to, that she was as comfortable as she could be. And I feel bad. I feel so terrible for just the family situation. They didn't have any kids. Yep. Um, he's survived by Pat, his wife, who, uh, as we mentioned, has her own set of health issues, and then uh, his sister. So I just, you know, I feel so bad for all of them. And, I, you know, it was, it was heartbreaking for sure. It really was, man. 67 years old, and if you're a sports fan and you're an ESPN viewer – I mean, this guy, John Clayton, was on ESPN for over 20 years. Yeah. And he became ultra famous because he was. The commercials. Sean, right. Yeah. Sean Salisbury used to joke with him. And, and, you know, they had this bit going where he'd call him like a pencil neck geek. And they right. would fight back and forth. It was and basically first take before there was first take. Absolutely. And, they, and, yeah. and it was fun. And then you're right. The commercial, the Slayer commercial. Yeah. You know, he Mom, did multiple ones, but that's the one that everybody remembers. Right. Yeah. And so I just I wanted to say I'm just putting it out there in the universe, okay? I mean, just sending love, obviously, because it really did. Did. I mean, you're a fan of, uh, of ESPN, of television in particular. You knew John Clayton. You felt like you, know, like you knew him, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Really nice man. Yep. Um, so let, let's – no easy transition. Uh, no, you, you were asked about me about – You were about to ask, answer the question, though. Can Russell Westbrook – Russell Westbrook, yeah. So, so here's what I'm getting at. He's playing a little bit better. The Lakers have won a couple of games. He's yeah. got a smile on his face. Is it possible, George, that yes. if the Lakers don't go yes. out – Yes, uh, yes. The answer is yes. Laker fans used to crush Contavious Caldwell Pope and people like that, All Kyle Coot, whatever, all these guys. If you win, if you find a way to win, they they will you, – you can turn them. It's, okay. it's just that simple. Yes. Turn them to the point where – are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. What if I told you things get better at the end of the season, but Anthony Davis still isn't right, and they had to rebuild this roster as the season was going on? What if I told you Russell Westbrook will be back with the Lakers next year? At least to start, people probably won't be thrilled, but they're willing to give it a fresh start. And Now, the honeymoon will be very short, though, at the beginning of that season. Okay. Well, we will expect you to work out this, this offseason, Russ. Yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of working out, how about UCLA in this, uh, in this tournament, man? Well, this game coming up this week against North Carolina, and obviously Huge. I think, Huge. I think anybody who follows UCLA basketball knows – 
that UCLA and North Carolina were supposed to play earlier this season in one of those kind of like preseason, you know, tournaments. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't happen because UCLA had a COVID outbreak. Mm-hmm. To get these two name brand schools together in the Sweet 16, I don't care what their seeds are, 4 and 10 or whatever the total seeds are, but it doesn't matter. You put North Carolina and UCLA on the same floor in the NCAA tournament in the Sweet 16, that's huge. Yeah, ratings bonanza, I think, no matter what. And it's going to be great to watch. North Carolina has obviously been a surprise this year. They've been very up and down uh, this particular season. And I I think it's going to be – like the NCAA tournament has been – it's always good television, I think. But this particular season – We've seen a lot of crazier upsets and games. Now, Linz, you were in Vegas watching. I would imagine that it was pretty wild to watch the games from there, especially as all the upsets were, were kind of brewing. Oh, yeah. I was hanging out in the Bellagio Sportsbook most of the time. And, you know, all the, the betters and a lot of – it was like a very like fraternity-like situation. Sure. And it was crazy. You could just – even like with the one time I was in my hotel at the end of uh, the UCLA game – and you could just hear everybody go like, oh, at the end. It was great. It was exciting. It was fun. And I still have five tickets left that I, at the beginning of the tournament, I put five bucks on like, I don't know, 15 different teams to win it all. And I still have five tickets left. And I'm did, rooting for Michigan because they have the longest odds. Did you bet on, really, they have longer odds than St. Peter's or you didn't bet on no, St. Peter's? No, I didn't Peter's? bet on St. Okay. Peter's. Yeah. Did you bet on Akron? Because remember Thursday of last week before we had these days off, um, Akron was a 13-point underdog. I, and I told like, you to bet them. Yes. I did. I bet them in my parlay. It was like a $5 parlay with like three teams. I forget what the other two games were. But I Why won, and I won, I won like 100. Straight. Well, because I do, I'd like to do the parlays. I want to. If I'm going to bet something. Yeah, but I, you're an Akron Zip. Your Akron Zips were Yeah, you should have put UCLA. some straight money on that. Straight cash, 100. Put a C note on that and go. Yeah, I like, I like the parlay. 13-point dog. I mean, it took until the very end for UCLA to get by Akron. Yeah, yeah, I, I told you the zips were for real. But the, uh, yeah, the uh, that game was great. And then they beat St. Mary's, I think, pretty soundly. But, yeah, this next, uh, the, the bracket is, uh, I feel like it's worked out for them in a lot of ways. You know, like, it, it, it's kind of broken in their favor a little bit. With the exception of what's ahead. So if, if things play out the way they're supposed to, based on seedings, Gonzaga will uh, take on, I mean, hopefully Duke. Um, no, no, but UCLA, if they get past North Carolina. Right, okay, then they would take on the winner they, of Purdue. They would take on the St. winner Peter's. of Purdue and St. Peter's. Right. Like, those are winnable. That's a winnable game. Purdue's very good, too, don't get me wrong, but that those are winnable games for them. Totally. I'm just saying that, that eventually they'll likely wind up finding themselves against Right, Gonzaga, but they'd be in a Final Four at Which that would point. be incredible, which would be yeah. absolutely amazing. Again, right. back-to-back years. Okay, what so. I'm rooting for, though, I have to admit. You ready? I love the underdog Hold on, Laura. I, you, Laura, are you, did you, like, have you been excited? You're the UCLA fan here, that so have true. you been excited yeah. with them? Or? I have. I've been watching here and there because, you know, I'm moving. But, and, working, and working. Yeah, and working in school and all that good stuff. But I'm like, dude, my boys aren't getting it done. Though they did have me a little nervous. In one yeah, of the first game. game yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. pulled it through. So well, they're veteran going? guys. Juzang and Haquez did not play great in the first game, but played mm-hmm. much better in the oh, second yeah. game. Yeah, Wait, I, I want to hear about the move. How's the move going? How are we doing? We don't have enough time for that, but it's okay. We can do it. We got another <laughs> show. Uh, yeah, we got another show. Uh, I'm back. I'm out tomorrow. Uh, Clint Yates is in tomorrow. It's By the way, happy today. birthday. Happy birthday, Clint Yates. Hey, today. Happy birthday, Clinton. And then Mason tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, happy birthday today, Clint Yates. Mason tomorrow. So it'll be a big birthday day. I will see you at the arena, Cap, because i got to work. I'm doing the game for ESPN Radio. But I'll see you there and you're romping. Don't blow me off. Like, I'm not going to take a picture off? with you. You're wearing a romper. You why look would like I a take moron. A, why would I not take a picture with you? Well, because even I feel stupid wearing a romper of the game. I mean, Bergman asked if you could take a picture with me, and I said absolutely. Why wouldn't okay. I take All a picture right. with Bergman? All right. You can be mad when you roped yourself into this situation. You are, you are exactly you right. And you volunteered, too. It's not like we were like, come on, Cap. Mm-hmm. You you were no. just like, no, I'm in. Like, yeah, you volunteered. Like, I'm, in. I'm yeah. good. I'm good. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then I said it. it, and it's typical. My mouth wrote a check that my body didn't want to cash. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right? It's not uh, new. Yeah. By no. the way, yeah, just real quick on the Gonzaga thing. Yeah. I actually think UCLA will beat Gonzaga this year. Gonzaga's yes. not as good as they were. And I think there's a revenge factor there. I think UCLA, I picked them to win the championship. Me too. In my bracket, which has been well, terrible because I picked all the wrong fives and 13s to win, or 12s and 13s to win. But. I'm rooting for Duke right now because I love the Coach K story. I'm rooting for St. Peter's because I love the underdog story. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a, a, a horse in the race in the, on the okay. other side of things. Well, then if you don't have a horse in the race, we got to go. All right, get out of here. <laughs> I'll see you in your romping tomorrow. You got it, pal. All right, great job, Lindsay and Laura as well. We'll talk to you mañana. See ya.